0: when the temple was established and the ark of the covenant was placed in the temple solomon was so happy and that we have that reading from the first reading from the book of kings and it's funny what he it's to catch it what he's experiencing is knowing head, heart, mind, body, knowing that God is present in the temple. Now, we've said that so many times and in so many ways that it may go over our heads, but from the perspective of a community that of polytheism, and the Jews were surrounded by polytheistic cultures, Gods of the water, gods of the sun, and statues of this god and goddess. And the Jews don't have any of those. What the Jews have is the law, the word of God in the covenant, the tablets that are in the Holy of Holies. He is so happy about that. And he's rejoicing. Eventually, he starts dancing around the covenant. To capture it is very difficult. So let me me look at the the red flowers we have in church. And in a week or so, we're going to be celebrating Valentine's Day. Um, Think of of love. Once you know you have a love relationship with someone. Husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, child, parent. But you know it. you, You just know it and you'll do anything for that person, and you're always comfortable with that person. Just a small snippet of that is what's going on with Solomon. He knows he's in love with God. Push the word love aside. He knows he's in the presence of God. And that goes with you everywhere. Uh, When we love someone, It doesn't matter that he is in another state or next to us in the same room, the love is there. You appreciate, he appreciates, she appreciates, and and it goes on. You don't talk about it necessarily, you act on it, you live it, but you're so founded in it. And, And if the love object, the person you loved, is no longer with us, like deceased, And before Mass, I always like to pray for my ancestors, and I think of them all the time, my grandparents, my parents, my brother. Um, And I recall them being with me, and that helps me appreciate the love I have for them. So they're not with me, but they are with me, because their love is with me. And that's real, and you you can't get rid of that. Something like that is going on with Solomon. He's so happy in knowing that God is with him in the Holy of Holies. I mean really fantastic. Now you and I have that in the Eucharist. We probably don't appreciate it as much as we should, but we meet Jesus When we come to church, we meet him and when we receive the Eucharist, we're one with him. It's like touching the love object, touching that person and him touching us. Now, we could speak to him in prayer and thank him and ask him and all all the things that we do, but just to go inside and appreciate his presence is fantastic and it's wonderful It's secure, it's comforting, and if things are not going well outside in the world, he's still with me. And we'll get through this. Today in the scriptures, we're reminded of the necessity of connecting with God, honoring God, in the building of the church, in the sacraments, but also in the world. The custom, and it was a, well, a well-thought-out well custom for the Jews to wash their hands before they ate. Hey, how many centuries ago was that example given to us, and now it's the law of the land. You don't go anywhere without washing your hands. We wash our hands, of course, before Mass. As you come in church, we, we cleanse our hands. I mean, this is, this is COVID season, but we don't need a rule like that to realize clean your hands don't touch anything inappropriately if you touch something clean your hands before you eat clean your hands i mean this is this is normal today so but it was religious then and the jews held on to it now jesus gets offended when the pharisees and scribes describe his friends eating in the fields without having washed their hands. Maybe they pack the lunch and they're eating it while they're walking and, and, and listening to Jesus. And they say, oh, look, your disciples are not doing the law. Forget washing their hands necessarily. They're not doing the law. And that's what Jesus zeroes in on. You, you, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And then Jesus says, you're a bunch of hypocrites. Because you do church stuff synagogue stuff, temple stuff, but you don't really carry it out as if you are living in the presence of God all the time. So you get around certain laws. You will do some laws that are favorable to you, and then when it comes to human dynamics and and care, like he gives the example of your parents, care for people, you, you, you hide behind the law so you can get away with it. And he gives that, that very simple example. For instance, you have a law that observes honor it your mother and father, but what you owe them, instead of giving to them and taking care of them, you say, oh, I'm going to donate that to God. It's, I'm, I'm going to donate that. So I, I have no money to feed you, mom and dad, because I gave it to God. That's hypocrisy. So, go back. The presence of God is with us always. There's nothing that we can hide behind that gets us out of our obligation of one appreciating the presence of God and living our faith as if he is in our presence. So, we come to Eucharist And we're blessed by the presence of God. We receive the sacrament of anointing and we're blessed, blessed by the use of normal earthly elements, oil, water, wine, bread. And if we leave them in church, we're in trouble. We're hypocrites. If we take the sacraments, the sacramentals, the observation of our faith, Out into the world, we have to live as if God is with us sacramentally out there. So it means, for example, dealing with other people, responding to other people, being polite, being considerate. Go back to the idea of love. Treating everyone as a love object. And I don't mean an an object, but I mean a person, the object of our love. And doing that, imitating God and imitating our relationship with God. So if someone hurts us, we don't get even. If someone crosses us, we don't double cross them. If someone cheats us, we don't turn around and cheat someone else. Always go for justice, yes. Always go for what is right and good. But to carry the presence of God that we experience in the sacraments and in the, inside the building of the church, outside is our challenge. To remember that the relationship we have with God doesn't stop when we leave the door. It gets tested. We come here so we can enact the relationship that we have with Jesus outside. That's where it's tested. When we come across people that are just pains in the neck when we come across people that are rude, when we come across people that hurt us. That's when it's tested. Do we give in? If we do, then we're hypocrites. If we forgive, and there are ways, and and I'm one that I don't believe we have to be uh, floor mats for people. No, there's a proper boundary that we keep with everybody. And if someone is consistently rude or, or negative toward us, you, you create a boundary. You, you put up your defenses. What you we don't do is get even. Be more nasty with them. No, I'm living in the presence of God. God is with me. I love God. God loves me. This person is just cut me off in some way, hurt me some way, so as a member of the family of God and the body of Christ I'm not going to hurt him I'm not going to sin for the sake of getting even I'm going to put a boundary, either walk away say a prayer do an act of kindness for someone else take a nice deep breath and realize it's not all about me God is with me. It's all about God in me. So, taking God outside the church is quite an honor for us. As David and Solomon eventually praised God and were so happy that He was, God was with them. we, We are too, because Jesus is with us always, on the bus, on the subway on the street, in our bedroom, in our kitchen. Let's live that way, taking God into the world each day.